0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to Luke, Glory to you, Lord. one of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisees house and took his place at the table and a woman in the city who was a sinner, having learned that he was eating in the Pharisees house, brought an alabaster jar of ointment. She stood behind him at his feet, weeping. Teacher, he replied, speak a certain creditor had two debtors, one owed him 500 denarii and the other 50 when they could not pay, he canceled the debts for both of them. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon answered, I suppose the one to whom he canceled the greater debt. And Jesus said to him, you have judged rightly. Her sins, which were many, have been forgiven. Hence she has shown great love. But the one to whom little is forgiven loves little. Then he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. But those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sin? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Soon afterwards, he went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, as well as some women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Herod's steward, Chusa, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their resources. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. O Lord, may your word only be
1: spoken, and may your word only be heard. In the name of Jesus Christ, the living word. Amen. Amen. A number of years ago, when I was in seminary, my wife Jamie and I made plans to go out to dinner with another couple. Happened to be another seminarian and his wife. We had just begun to get to know them, and we were hoping to do a little uh, dinner to get to know each other better to see if we might become friends. It was meant to be low-key just to get to know one another a bit over some food and some fellowship. And so we went to a new Turkish restaurant in town, a charming, charming place. And as the evening went on, music began to play. And lo and behold... A belly dancer appeared. We had not planned on this kind of live entertainment. And we all tried hard not to be embarrassed, you know, try to be cosmopolitan and try to honor this human being, not ignore her, um, who was simply practicing with some modesty this time-honored craft in a way that celebrated the body in a wholesome way. Well, it became more and more difficult to maintain such a cool attitude as this woman got very, very, very close to me. And I sat there kind of frozen in disbelief like a deer in headlights. And I don't remember what happened exactly after that. There's a blank spot in my memory. But dinner did continue and we did actually still become friends with these other people. And that lady put an unmistakable stamp on the evening. Now, the analogy is far from perfect. But that's the way that my head and heart got into this story this morning that we hear in the gospel. A version of it appears in all four of the gospels. But the other three use it as a prefiguring, symbolic moment in Jesus' ministry prefiguring his anointing when he's buried. The dinners are very close to the, to the last week of Jesus' life. In Luke, his dinner takes place much earlier in his ministry, and it's simply a dinner party. It's for fellowship, table fellowship, and Jesus was at the home of Simon the Pharisee. Now, it's interesting to note that only Luke in his gospel has Jesus eating both with Pharisees the righteous ones and with those who are called sinners those who know their need of grace in Luke he eats both with both of those kinds of people very indiscriminate we can imagine Simon the Pharisee be clear here it's not Simon Peter the prince of the apostles who was a fisherman this is A different person, Simon the Pharisee, having gotten together a salon of interesting people, maybe some spiritual types, some religious authorities, just trying to get to know this Jesus person better. You know, who is he? What are his theological and religious bona fides? You know, what's his pedigree? What's he going to say? But no commitments, right? Jesus is just a guest. Simon's not uh, making any commitments, just a little reconnaissance. Shall we say. And then in bursts this woman. By implication, a prostitute, a woman of the city, which is code for a prostitute. We can imagine the men gathered there, and it would have been only men, frozen perhaps in disbelief as this scene unfolded before them. And while Simon sits in silent judgment, Jesus seems pretty unfazed by it. Is there a problem here? In fact, for Jesus, she's not an intruder at all, but rather an occasion to showcase the kind of hospitality, God's hospitality, that Simon so pitifully lacked. So to his credit, he didn't throw her out. And this theological roundtable becomes an occasion for both radical hospitality and acceptance. And the unmistakable devotion of this lady. I'll let you imagine where you are in the story. Simon. Obviously a good man. The Pharisees were good men. They often get a bad rap in Christian history early on because... They were the ones, or some of the Pharisees, who did not pass their lot with Jesus, became the bad guys. And the early Christian writers reflected this attitude in the Gospels and in other early Christian writings. But the Pharisees were not bad people. They cared deeply, deeply about God's law. And they cared deeply, deeply about figuring out ways for people to observe the law in their everyday lives. To make faith part of their everyday lives. They were not bad people. They were good. Simon. Also good, but also cautious. Orderly. A little judgmental. Playing his cards close to his chest when it comes to what he thinks and feels about who this Jesus person is. Simon. The woman, obviously not a good person by standard measures. She doesn't have very good manners, for one. She wasn't invited to this party. She has a history. She's crossed a number of serious social boundaries. She's an unaccompanied woman with a past, barging into an all-male sanctum. But she's also... Deeply, deeply aware of her brokenness. And she makes no bones about where her commitments are. She is not hedging her bets. She has tracked Jesus down to honor him. This one who has changed her life so profoundly. That's the lady It would be kind of annoying sometime when someone someone ends a sermon with questions, but that's what I'm going to do. What would I do if a woman like that burst in here right now through that door or through that door or through that door? What would we do? Would we be more like Simon? Or would we be like Jesus? As I come to the altar for our fellowship meal, would I be more like Simon or more like the lady? How could I be less like the one Simon, good, but cautious, well-meaning, but lacking some healthy, unpredictable recklessness, big hearted, but also seduced? by order and convention Simon or would I would we be more like the other the lady shameless fearless in my devotion to Christ pursuing him even even in ways that might be just a little bit disruptive knowing deeply my need and my gratitude and being extravagant extravagant in offering the deep hospitality that God offers. Offering that hospitality to others in the same boat as I am. How might each of us, in our own particular ways, ways that are authentic to who we are, how might each of us emulate the ladies' full-hearted devotion to Christ? Amen.